Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVPC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Well, welcome to episode two of The Pulse. My name is David Miles, and I'm a part of the pastoral staff at MVPC. And today we're talking about discipleship. If you have been a part of a Christian church for any length of time, this is probably a term you've heard used frequently, or you've heard references to Jesus' disciples. But what is discipleship, and what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? What does discipleship look like? Put very simply, discipleship is the process of following and learning from someone else, and adopting those ideas and practices that you have been taught. In the New Testament, Jewish rabbis would have disciples or students that would learn from them. The rabbis would teach them their ways, and they would adopt those and carry those on. We also see significant figures besides Jesus who had disciples. For example, John the Baptist had disciples. But we're probably most familiar with the 12 disciples that Jesus specifically called, men such as Peter, Andrew, James, John, These were men called to follow after Jesus in order to learn from him, to become more like him, and to carry out his works here on earth. In Matthew 28, Jesus gives the great commission to his disciples, and he tells them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. He says, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This method of discipleship is what followers of Christ have been called to. We have been called to personally make adjustments to our lives in accordance to what the Bible teaches, and in turn, we have been called to share the good, life-changing news of Christ with others so that they too can come to know him. Fortunately, we don't have to do this on our own. The Holy Spirit is at work within us. And it should also be noted that discipleship is not a one-size-fits-all sort of program. Depending on who you are and where you are at in your spiritual journey, discipleship for you might look different than what it looks like for me. But there are some practical areas of focus or ways in which we can develop as disciples of Christ. And I want to share with you five of these areas of focus. These five areas that I'm going to share with you, I've also shared with our small group leaders as points of emphasis as they lead their small groups. But there are also five areas that tie in very closely to us on a personal level and are are important for our own personal spiritual discipleship. The first area of focus that I want to draw some attention to is the idea of fellowship or simply doing life together. You see, human life was not meant to be lived alone, but rather in community. This reflects God's existence in community with himself in the form of the Trinity. It is at the heart of why God created a helper for Adam. And moreover, it is essential for growing in faith. It is the truth that is communicated in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen when it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's why Jesus invested so much time in relationships with people. And it's a major reason why his disciples learned so much from him as they watched him interact and how he lived his life amongst other people. Henry Nouwen said that the basis of the mission of the 12 apostles was not their knowledge, their training or character, but their having lived with Jesus. It was the time that they spent with him. 
as we seek to become more like Christ, there is a level of an encouragement and accountability that comes from fellowshipping or doing life with other people, from doing life with other believers who can spur us on toward love and good deeds, as it says in Hebrews 10.24. The second area of focus, and this really goes hand in hand with fellowship in many ways, is care. In addition to spending time encouraging and teaching his disciples, Jesus also spent a great deal of time caring for and serving others. Jesus came into the world not to be served, but to serve, and that is exactly what he did. Caring for and serving others, meeting the needs of the orphans and the widows, performing miracles, healing people. Caring for others and serving others helps us to take the focus off of ourselves and put it on someone else. It gives me the opportunity to love others well. And throughout scripture, we are encouraged to look out for the needs of others, to put others ahead of ourselves. You see, being a disciple of Christ means developing a servant's heart. The third focus is mission. And by this, I mean to be intentional about seeking opportunities to share the good news of Christ through our words and our actions. This means finding opportunities to share your story of faith. It means being willing to invite a friend to church. It might mean being willing to pray with someone who is hurting. It might very well go hand in hand with the idea of care and acts of service. This can be uncomfortable for us. We all know that. However, if we are to be disciples of Christ, following the example that he set for us, we must be willing to talk about him to others. The disciples were commissioned to go and make disciples, and a part of this included teaching what God had commanded them to do. The fourth area of focus is study, and this is really foundational to learning who Christ was, his teachings. This is essential for us to, to understanding who God is, and it will provide us with a greater degree of confidence in terms of sharing our faith because we understand our faith more, more deeply and more clearly. You see, when we come to know God more deeply, we understand God's truths more fully, and we come to trust him more completely. The Bible is the divinely inspired word of God, and it is an incredible gift to us. It is at the heart of knowing who God is and how he wants us to live. Well, finally, prayer is an essential aspect or an essential focus of discipleship, and it goes hand in hand with study because it is through prayer that we hear from God. It is through prayer that we are able to experience God in very profound ways. And prayer provides us with an avenue through which to express our joys and sorrows to God. Moreover, it provides us with a very specific way to praise and give worship to God. You see, although each of these areas of focus are important, there is this underlying principle and act that is incredibly valuable, and that is worship. We were made to live lives of worship to God. And so whether we are spending time in community with others, or we are caring for someone, whether we are sharing our story of faith or studying or praying, or perhaps we're engaging in other acts that help us grow in faith as disciples of Christ, we should strive to do it all with an attitude of worship. And we should pray for the Holy Spirit to transform our hearts and minds to make this happen. Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his A classic book, The Cost of Discipleship, points out that the grace God extends to us is not a cheap grace, but rather a costly grace. It is a costly grace because it condemns sin, and it is a grace because it justifies the sinner. It is 
costly because it requires a man to lay down his life, but it is grace because it gives man the only true life. And it is costly because it costs the Son of God his life, and yet it is grace because God did not consider his Son too great a price to pay for our lives. You see, discipleship is the process of accepting God's costly grace. It is the pursuit of being made more holy by God's work in our lives. And thus, it is worth all the time and energy and focus we can manage to put into it. Well, I hope some of the thoughts uh, that I've shared today are percolating in your mind, and you're thinking about how you, in particular, can grow as a disciple of Christ Perhaps you were doing quite well in one of these areas of focus, but maybe you're struggling with some of the others. And if that's the case, let me encourage you to pursue that area of weakness and to bring others into the picture to help hold you accountable. As a church, we want to walk with you on this journey. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us if there's anything we can do to help equip, empower, and encourage you in your walk with God. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode two of The Pulse, and I want to encourage you not to forget to catch episode three next Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>